So, you had quite a day. I had quite a day. Tell me. So, I found this client on Craigslist at the beginning of December. Now, I feel like the first red flag should have been Craigslist. (laughs) Because in Canada, everybody on Craigslist is a prostitute or a scammer. So that should have been... That should have been my first red flag. But no, no, I started working with this guy. And it's now been, all what, two and a little bit weeks? Yep. So, he tells me today that out of the whole bunch of work I'd done for him, most of it wasn't approved, and therefore he wasn't paying for it. What? That's not how this works. That's not how this works. If you're happy you asked me to fix something, you don't not pay me for my time. I don't appreciate that. So, so, we agreed that he wasn't going to pay me for the work I was had, had that he didn't approve. And then, <coughs> and then, I was arguing with him about paying for work that I'd done the first week. So, okay. So he pays I'm for so that. so confused. Pays for that work. Pays for that work. After, like, an hour and a half of text message arguing. So, then, I take his name, and I Google it. And what comes up? What comes up but, like, hundreds of reports of this guy scamming freelancers and fucking them over for hundreds of dollars. Like, what the literal hell is the deal with that? And why did I take a client without Googling them first? Those are all good questions, but are you going to end up being out any time? I would be out the time it took me to create those last Instagram posts. However, I've taken them away from And how me. long was that? Maybe two hours. Okay. So about... $20. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. So I'm out that time. But I've taken the Instagram posts away from him since he's not going to pay for them. They're now mine. I can use them for whatever I like. Yes. Which means I don't feel like I'm out any time. Well, sure, because now you still get to use the... Stuff. It's like I spent time writing it for myself. Right. It's for your own marketing purposes. So the lessons I learned today. Craigslist is a demon. Yes. I would say at least 90% of the time Craigslist is a Mm -hmm. demon. And Google search everybody before you work for them. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. The Google and the search. Together. Because I would have known this at the beginning of December. And the part that I left out was this was literally the most frustrating person I've ever worked for in my entire life. He pissed me off every time we talked. He insisted I do all of my work over screen share, which was annoying in the first place, and I complained about every time. (sighs) I'm done now. You know, isn't it interesting, though, that I was planning on just letting you finish and moving into our topic, but it makes something interesting to me that he was so paranoid about you... Billing him incorrectly or overbilling him, that he wanted to have everything on screen share, so that he would know for sure how long you spent. Yeah. So why didn't he just do it himself? I because I, no. I mean he basically is doing it himself by standing there and watching your every move. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, so I didn't mistake that. So No, he wasted his time, he wasted my time. <clears throat> now, I'm angry, and he's a loser. So some of you guys may have heard in the background there, Yogi, um, 
attacking me. He jingled around. Jingled so anywhere. you probably heard him in the beginning because he had his hedgie out and he was attacking me with it. And oh, I yeah, was we were going to tell everybody about Attacking him tonight. back. Exactly. So <coughs> that's the introduction to the topic tonight, which is, you know, our little zoo and what we like about each of them. And how they came to live and in our house. And how they came here to live here, yes. But I think you should start with the oldest members of the zoo first. Ah, Ozzy and Henry. Yes, they're the oldest members. Henry's the original the oldest. zoo animals. Yeah. Yes, they're O O Z. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> original, original zoo. <laughs> o O Z. Yacht dog is part of the O O Z. Anyway. So Henry and Ozzy. So Henry was the first one. Yep. Um. What is Henry? Henry is a guinea pig. He's a beautiful, like, golden brown and white and black guinea pig mm-hmm. who also has happens to have a really beautiful personality as well. He's a sweetheart. It's Henry. So I love was, him. He was the first one. Yep, I love him too. And then you got and the then, Oz. And then I got Ozzy and... He's kind he was, of a demon. He was quite a struggle. Hi, Yacht Dog. He was quite a struggle. I mean, there, there was actually nights where I had to take Henry into his little plastic box with a towel and let him sleep on the bed next to me. Like, seriously, I had to do that numerous times <laughs> so that I could actually <laughs> sleep because Henry and Ozzy were fighting and running after each other all the so, time. Ozzy has a good side and an evil side. Yeah, Half of his face is white. And the rest of his body and the other half of his face are dark brown. Yep. So, he is a good side and an evil side. He's a beautiful pig, though. He is. And he has a really big butt. And, he, and when you take him out for one-on-one time, he gets real calmed down and chilled out. He's a sweet little guy, then. He's yeah. more like Henry at that point. Henry's yeah. just naturally that way all the time. Yeah, Henry's but, a sweetie. But Ozzy's like... And then those are the two original zoo animals, and then we added to the zoo with Mister Yogi Dogi, the Yog Dog, Yogi. Yep, has many names. He has many names. This little furry beast. They picked him up before I moved here from the pound. Got him from the pound. Woo! Pound puppies. He's a cutie. He's small. He's a little guy. With a big heart. He's got a huge heart. He loves people. And but only he, if they approach him nicely. And he loves fiercely, this dog. That's why I love him so much. Yeah. And then came Olive. And then Olive showed her little cute little face. And Olive is a beautiful tortoiseshell cat. She's a torty. And she has tortitude. And she has that tortitude. Big time. But Big time attitude when she wants to be lovey-dovey, she is. Yep. And when she doesn't, she really isn't. And we got her from the animal shelter, too. Different yep. animal shelter than Yogi, but an animal shelter. And when we got her, she was. they told us she was eight weeks old. But we think she was way younger than that. And they spayed her, but it traumatized her. Between moving out of the shelter and getting spayed, she was so traumatized that she wouldn't eat. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. At all. We had to like, I remember syringe that. feed her and 
and like baby her and she was scared to come out of the bedroom. Aw, Miss O. And then... Who's next? Then she, oh. you know, became the cat that she is now where she comes yeah. out here and hangs out with us. One day she just started eating she, and then... It's just, yeah, it's very interesting. Her so. and the dog are thick as thieves. Like, they like to wrestle. It's yeah. ridiculously cute. Yogi and Olive, yeah, they like to play with each other. Yeah. So then, and then Parker came. Nope. Chip and Finn. <gasps> That's right. I forgot about those two. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Chip and Finn, the Parker. infamous re- rescue return. They are two more guinea pigs that we didn't intentionally adopt. No. We went to the pet store for a completely unrelated reason, and then we see these pigs and take them out because they're so dang cute, and then the salesperson comes over and tells us that somebody had returned them to the pet store. Oh my god. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> Who returns something as sweet as a guinea pig? Well, at least they returned them and didn't like just let them free. Neglect them. But, oh my god. Oh, my God. There's so much drama around these poor little piggies that they had to come home with us. Yep. And there was promises that were made that weren't kept. Yep. If you guys are listening, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> you never know. Um, <coughs> Mitchell. And then I actually oh, think the fish came next before Parker. No. Parker first? Parker, then fish. Okay. Parker than fish. Uh huh. So the next one that came into our house was Parker, the Herderpa Derp cat. Yes. He's 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 a simple cat. He's so sweet though. Not a lot of intelligence running around up in that brain of his, but a whole he, lot of sweetness. He's the most loving cat I've ever met. He's a big white and orange demon who likes to chew cords. He chews cords. That I don't like him for. Now, I mean, the best story we have about Parker is one day we're sitting on the couch. And all of a sudden, this big-ass white cat streaks from underneath where we we have a table with a printer on it. He just streaks out of there. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? What scared the cat? Like, ten minutes later, he comes around, and he's sitting on the couch behind me, and his chin is all bleeding. And I'm like, what the heck happened to you? We cleaned him up, didn't think anything of it, until a couple of days later, when we realized that our Roku box no longer worked because something with very sharp teeth had chewed its cord into a thousand little pieces. Now we understand why he was bleeding. Now we understand why he ran away. He got, got because nice he shock. electrocuted himself. <laughs> yeah, he got a nice shock, that one. <coughs> so then it, then it was fish, right? Then fish. We have two fish. fish. They're pretty boring, but they're really cute. There's, what was the first guy's name? Mine? Yeah. Gary Johnson. There's Gary Johnson, and then there's Fish, right? Fish. Fish. Yes, okay. Fish. Okay. They're beta fish. We bought them to put them in jars, because <laughs> I saw this really cool thing <laughs> on the internet about how you could have a fish. Why are you laughing at because me? Because this was such a fail. Oh, such a failure. <laughs> well, I saw this really cool thing on the internet about how you could get a big mason jar, and you could have the fish live in the big mason jar, and then you could grow herbs on the top. And the fish would give nutrients to the plant, and then the plant would keep the fish tank clean. Well, it was a massive failure. The plants kept dying, the fish tanks got gross, so then... Yes, they did. we bought them little tanks, and now they live under the TV, and they're happy little tanks. Yes, and they love it. They're they're much happier in tanks than jars. Yes, they love it. 
Well, they got a lot of more room to run around in there. Now we need to get yours. It's anti-algae yes. stuffs. And then... Hermit crabs. No, they did not come next. She came in the house first, but the hermit crabs were ours first. How? Because we weren't sure we were keeping her at first. We were going to find a home for her. Okay, so you're going in that order. Uh-huh. All right. When they find so, their, their So that eliminates home. the little guys. We can talk about them too, though, because they were really cute. <laughs> anyway, so we have some hermit crabs. They're... Hermit crabs, yeah. They're... I don't like them. They're weird. I don't know. I, they're, they're nothing I would have ever chosen for my... Zoom, but amazingly, but... Mitchell does do his job and take care of them damn things. He likes them for some reason. But And he takes care of them, and I don't... I don't know. That's just great. Like, yeah. you know, like when you think about it, he he's actually following through 100% on what he said he would do. Yep. And one of them, un- we bought three. One of them unfortunately died. I don't know what his, what happened to him because the other two lived. So it can't have been an environment. It can't have been anything somebody no. did wrong. I think he probably just passed away while he was molting or something. Yep. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Poor little guy. Yeah, so hermit crabs, they're freaky. And they actually take quite a lot of work. Yes. I mean... They're not that simple. The fish are the easiest creature we have. Yeah, just (laughs) feed them and then they're happy. And then our most recent adoption was cat number three. Pretty girl. We rescued her and her five little hissers from the great outdoors (laughs) when they were really small. Yeah. We brought them into our bathroom. Even she was really small. <laughs> She's not so small anymore. No. <coughs> and then, what we were going to do is we were going to get them all fixed. And the original plan was to either release the mama cat back outside or find her a home. But someone else whose voice you hear on this podcast fell absolutely in love with this cat and wouldn't let us get rid of her. <laughs> That's not entirely true. Not entirely true. Well, it's mostly What actually true. happened was that the poor mama cat was being ignored by everyone else in the house because there were five little teeny tiny kittens in the house. And nobody <clears throat> nobody cared about getting attached to the little tiny kittens. Bad we, excuse. We knew the little tiny kittens had to leave. So in any event, I started paying attention to her. Because I felt bad. Well, after a little while, after a little while, she was like, well, I trust you. Here, let me show you a little bit more about me. And she got a little sweeter and a little sweeter and a little sweeter. And she just won me over. Yeah. And she still has me won over. So we found homes for five kittens. Yep. The first two went to a friend. The next one went to a guy who takes really good care of the demon, I think. Yep. And then the fourth and fifth one... Yeah, they went together. Went together, which, which was, was great awesome. because we had them for so long. Yeah, they were bonded. They were super sweet. They went to a guy together, and he absolutely adores them. I mean, he sent me a video the other day of of oh, yeah. Mr. Peach like pawing at the TV because the referees at a football game were moving their hands around, and he wanted to eat their hands. It was so <laughs> cute. So they're happy, and then the pretty girl still lives with us. Yeah, and she's gained some substantial weight. And size. Now she's a very large she's cat. She's not a little girl. She's mm-hmm. a big girl. She was very petite because she had limited food supply yeah. outside. Yeah. And then, not part of our zoo, 
but will eventually be a house guest for a very short period of time, is the big, giant, fluffy orange cat that lives outside. Oh, yes, because he's going to get adopted. Yeah. We we found him a rescue that will take him as soon as we get him into our house, so that's really exciting. He's like, he looks like he's part Maine Coon, that's how big he is, with he's like long boy. orange hair and a very sad meow. Yeah. I just want to hug him. He's a sweet little boy, too. Yep. You just have to win his his uh, trust back, that's all. Slowly. It's yeah. happening. It's working. <coughs> it's working. Like you said, like tonight, he didn't run away. Yeah. He's a good boy. So that's our zoo. So that's the zoo. We love all of them, though, because, you know, one thing you find when you have pets um, is they love you no matter what. They don't, they don't have, you know, oh, I'll love you if you do this. It's they just love you, period. Right. And that's a nice feeling, you know, to have somebody. I don't know if who, the fish love us or the yeah, honey crabs, but eh. exactly. But but the fluffy creatures definitely do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even the guinea pigs have people they like better than others. If you haven't noticed that, yeah, they don't like me at all because I don't really like them at all. Well, I like them, but I don't like to like hold them or anything or take them out. So they don't like me as much as they like you and Mitchell, because you and Mitchell are the ones who take all my yeah. all the time and spend all the time with them. And then Alyssa's in third place. Yeah. Yep. And she's slowly falling because she's not paying them any. I'm attention. sure we'll be tied. Soon enough. Soon enough. <laughs> but that's our zoo, and like we say, we love them to death. They're all sweet, except maybe the crabs and the fish. That wow. But. The only time our zoo, like the vastness of our zoo, has ever been overwhelming is when the kittens were here. Yeah. Because they pretty much doubled the size Uh of the amount of things you have to take care of. Like there were eight cats all at once in our house. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh my god. Even though some of them were pint-sized, they were still demons. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, loved them and everything, but I was glad to see... You know, just ultimately get good homes Mm -hmm. and be gone. I mean, and it wasn't about, like we said, it's not about being in a hurry either because we held on to those two boys for, God. About a month longer than all the other ones. Probably six weeks. A month longer than Mr. Pibb, probably six or eight weeks longer than the first two. Like that was, they were here quite a while. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't like we were rushing to get rid of them. Mm-mm. They were here till we found the right home. I was working hard to find them a home, but they were here till we found them the right home. Yeah. And so. you kind of have to go by, you know, you have to go by gut. You have to ask questions, you know, and see what kind of answers you get. But I have to give mad props to the Animal Assistance League of Orange County. Because yes. they're the ones who paid for all those kittens to get spayed and neutered. And the mama. And the mama. And then they are actually the ones who found the home for the last two kittens. She refer- She sent the picture of them out to her entire mailing uh-huh. list. And then this guy emailed me from it. So well, that mad props to them. If you ever have money, you feel like donating That's to an animal to cause, send it to them. They're wonderful. They pay for all sorts of spades and neuters for low-income people and stray animals. That the bomb. is awesome to hear. Just have to give them some endorsement. <laughs> that is awesome to hear. Yeah. We need that, you know? In our society, we need more of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's all paid for by a private donor. But isn't it interesting so. that we treat our domesticated animals better than we treat some human beings sometimes? 
That's the complaint you see online sometimes when people post that they have this homeless animal that they want to try to find a home for. Sometimes you'll get that sassy person or two in there that are bashing them for not caring about homeless people as much as they care about these animals. Why is it so much easier to be compassionate for a homeless for a homeless animal than it is to be for a homeless person? Is that homeless animal made any life choices that made them homeless? Maybe. <laughs> the big fluffy orange cat kind of did. I mean, he, yeah, ran, he ran out, out. of the house. Yeah. Good way to put that. Exactly. I mean, if that story is true, of course. Yeah. But allegedly he ran out of yeah, his house and that's exactly. why he's homeless. Exactly, but the point is, he made a decision to put himself out there. Right. And... And there are animals, like those kittens we rescued, that didn't make a decision to be out right. there. It was their life That's circumstance. That's how they were born. So I guess yeah. you're, you're right. I mean, we should pay the same care to homeless people as we do to homeless animals. I didn't think we disagreed on that in the first place anyway. Mm-mm. I didn't think so either. I just said it's interesting yeah. to me how easy it is <laughs> like you put it really well why is it so easy to be compassionate for homeless animals more so than homeless human beings but then also think about it there are people who don't give a fuck about homeless animals that's true too do you remember that dude who was like threatening to kill the cats for walking on his uh-huh, car that i almost got into a fist fight with yeah no that's true too yep yeah. yeah. those people are just assholes i think people yeah. who have no compassion for anything well sure and and when you run into people like that, that's what you have to remind yourself, you know? Yep. You can't get bogged down. Yep. So, anyway, I didn't mean to be a downer. It just kind of struck me interesting that these people are so willing to, you know, give of their time and their money mm-hmm. for animals. But if you were to ask them to do the same thing for human beings, they would laugh at you and be like, what the hell are you talking about? But I feel like there's a certain type of person... For every kind of charitable cause. There are certain people who want to give their money and time to veterans administrations or uh-huh, veterans things. Uh-huh. Certain people who want to give their time and money to homeless people. Certain people who want to give their time and money to animals. Well, Whatever sure. It's like anything happy. else. A cause has to speak to you. If right. it doesn't speak to you, you're not going to be passionate about it. Right. I just wanted to say that to clarify the people who don't care about anything are assholes. I mean, it's not like people who don't care about certain. It's like things. with that. It's like that with everything, though. Like you know, your favorite sports team. If you're truly a fan of that sports team, mm-hmm. you're with them, win or lose. It doesn't matter. You're with them. You might be disappointed in performance or. Well, like you, you're still watching Broncos games. Your expectations are down because you know they've been losing every damn game this season they won two in a row yeah i know but that's the point Mm -hmm. is like you're a you've got to just be a fan you know what if that's who you love you go down with that person you know you don't you don't let them oh well they're losers now gonna move on right (laughs) that's why i respect angel fans so much because all they ever do is lose (laughs) <laughs> you also have to respect. You also have to have the same respect for Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Yes. Though they seem to be playing kind of well this year. Yeah. I'm sure they'll shit themselves eventually. Yeah. They, what the their Leafs fans do. are probably waiting. I know. I know a few people who are Leafs fans who are like, well, they're doing really well, <coughs> but we don't want to get too excited. <laughs> ben, they've done that too. <coughs> you yep. know, even gosh, as a Dodger fan. Mm-hmm. We got the ultimate tease this season. 
made it all the way to the World Series. Game seven of the game World Series? Game seven at our home ballpark, and we can't win the damn game because we start the wrong pitcher. Yep. So, yep, passion. Gotta have it, brother. Without it, you ain't about it. Yep. And that's why you're right. Some people are going to be thinking, in, oh, the environment is my thing. Or, right. you know, zoo animals are my thing. Circus animals are my thing. I mean, seriously, I've heard people who that's well, like their... There are some people who are crazy about circus animals. Yeah, they're harp on it and harp on it and harp, and on, zoo it and animals. harp on it. Circus yeah. animals and zoo animals are usually Tend the same. to be lumped together, yes. Wild animals in captivity tend to be a trigger point for yes. a lot of people. Yes, yes. So it's interesting. It is interesting that that's how it works. Yeah. But in a sense, it is. It's like marketing. You, you're putting out a message. Which message speaks to you? Well, but you know what? You know what's really interesting? Okay, so there's there's countless organizations that help homeless people. Okay, countless. I mean, when I made that list for you, of yeah, them, I found hundreds in Orange County alone. Uh huh. Okay. So there's also through these this situation with the kittens and now random people messaging me for help getting their cats adopted which is strange becoming an expert in the field anyway through through all of this (laughs) through all of this i've discovered that there are also hundreds of places that are like dedicated Uh to animal rescue because everybody has their own way that they think is right right but if you watch Sunday TV, because that's when all the I'm going to grab you by the heart and punch you in it until you give us our money commercials come on. Uh-huh. They're animals and starving children from other countries. Yes. There's no... There's no, home, no homeless... Joe the homeless person. No, no homeless veterans, which you'd think homeless veteran is like the... You would think so, right? Right. Because veterans are a big deal. And nobody wants to see them homeless. They've done a lot for the country, etc. Right. You'd think homeless veterans would have commercials. Yeah, but they don't. And I think part of it, I think part of that, really, is because these homeless organizations spend their money on actually doing work instead of commercials. So sometimes I think the animal, like the ASPCA commercials are ridiculous. Like they've spent a lot of money for this commercial. Yeah. They could have helped a lot of animals with that money. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, I just think it's interesting. Or like I used to say is that, you know, because I'm, you know, in the computer profession for a lot of years, I used to say like I'd get the the letter mm-hmm. from the company from the charity mm-hmm. twice. And I would say, this is why they need to clean their database oh before they mail things out. They right. owe that responsibility to the people right. who give them money because they just spent you know, ninety eight cents. Yeah. Uh, you know, sending something out that could have only been forty nine cents. You know, right. and it's like, why? Why did you waste the well, money? I, I used to organize. I was I helped organize them when I was in high school, and then I organized my own when I was in university. Thirty hour famine for World Vision. Uh huh. And I did it the first year I was in university. It went really, really well. I was going to do it again, but then I something struck me, and I started to do some research on how World Vision really spends their money. They use, they use their commercials the most on TV. Buy a goat for this village for right. X amount of dollars. Right. Those ones don't bother me so much because you're you're spending the money to buy a goat. They're sending a goat. But when you give them $100, the research I did, 95 of those $100 will go to administrative 
and advertising costs, and $5 will go to the people who you actually want to send the money to. And that just makes me want to barf. <coughs> so yeah. I doing it. Yeah, because that's 20 times the difference. Right. Like, that's 20 times the difference. Right. I think that if they took five of those dollars and spent them on advertising and admin costs, that wouldn't bother me at all. Right. But 95%? Right. That's, that's a lot. And what was really interesting is that was like the top 10 major charities were all very similar numbers. Interesting. <clears throat> yep. And seeing that's what's, that's part of the problem, mm-hmm. if you ask me, is that the government allows too many of these organizations to be out there and siphon off the money. Right. So that as a whole, they've diluted the funding. So there might be $10 billion, let's say, just throw a number out there. Right. But if there's... 100 billion agencies, well, they're all getting such little amount of money right? that they can't actually spend full-time helping the homeless people. Right. They can't. Well, stay, to stay on the topic of animals, because that was the whole topic for tonight, really, besides my rant about dummy-dums. Anyway, um, I would rather, if I had $100 to give to an animal charity, I wouldn't give it to the ASPCA. Because they spend so much money on commercials, I would go to somewhere like the Animal Assistance League or Pause in Need or whatever other Orange County small... Yeah, that you know right. is Be- actually doing... Because they have a minimal website, and sometimes it's like website.wordpress.com, so you know damn well they're not paying anything to have this website up there. Their, their word is spread completely through word of mouth, through Facebook pages... And through countless volunteers they have promoting them and their existence. And they're going to take your money and they're going to spend it to actually help said animals. Buy food for animals. Correct. Get somebody spayed. Get somebody neutered. But I feel like my dollar is better spent at a place that's not going to spend it on advertising. Right. Even if, like you said, even if they took $5 of that $100 and spent it to... You know, send out a mailing to their mailing list. That would I got no problem no. with that. You know, like that you expect a little bit of it to go towards running the thing because right. that's yeah. kind of like if you think about it, that's sort of the way a multi-level marketing thing works. You know, it exponentially gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, it's the same thing. You're like, woo! You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and get you know the money out there, and then you get more people on your mailing list, right. getting more money in, and bigger and bigger and bigger. Like even those. Even those OC community cats people that we went to the meeting for, their their model is that that everything is done by donation. All of their people are volunteers. They don't even have a website. They have a Facebook page. <laughs> but like I like I said, even uh, now they, they <laughs> I have no further comment. <laughs> Next person. Let's just say let's just say Organizations that run 100% on volunteers can be extremely unreliable once in a while. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we've rambled for a long time tonight. You got me all ranty. I got you ranty. You started out ranty. Let's be real. How angry I was with that dude earlier is what made me ranty today. That's right. <laughs> Way to go. Tony Favor. Giant oh, yeah. Loser. Yeah, you're a giant loser, and if you hear this, well, just know you're a giant loser. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, just Google that name, people. Oh, yeah, you will please, not believe what you please, see. Kindly Google Tony Favor. Let's spell Favor wrong. F A V E R. Spell it wrong. And anyway, you'll find the dude. I'm all congested, so. Oh, yeah. He's sick now, and I'm almost So better. I'm going to peace out. <laughs> Me and the Yog Dog. I'm going to peace out. So you you people have a good one. Um, Talk to y'all next week. We have a, you know, we're on Patreon.com slash Michael Mahoney on uh, Sunday. Um, if you're a $10 a month or higher um, subscriber. So, you know, give it a shot on Sunday. See what you uh-huh. think. All right? So, um Anything else? No, I'm good. All right. <laughs> all right. Talk well, talk to you all next week. Hasta la bye bye. <laughs>